Coming to you from our opulent and luxurious 4x8 refurbished room closet at the National Headquarters in Indianapolis. With duct tape, studio lights, and a mic that you barely can hear, we hope to entertain and educate you. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Hello, 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 and welcome to our special Veterans Day episode of the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Jeff and Ashley, who we'll get to in a minute. But uh, beyond free chow for veterans and mattress deals for everyone, Veterans Day is an important recognition of the dedicated few who have put their signature and their lives on the line in the United States military. Today's show debuts on Veterans Day, so it is befitting that this podcast focuses on this day. We're going to look back at what led to the creation of the holiday, how uh, events surrounding the original Armistice Day founded the American Legion, and what Veterans Day looks like in 2020. But first, let's start by greeting my host, Jeff Daly of the Michigan Dailies. Is there looking like the Hey Kool-Aid Man as he uh, jumps through my computer screen. And <laughs> Ashley Garbolja Moldonado in the nation's capital of Washington, D.C., which I understand is still there. Uh, it's not on fire uh, yet, anyway. Yet. Jeff, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great out here in California. Uh, it's I'm looking forward to spending the day not buying mattresses at all i just not i don't there's nothing wrong with a i good feel mattress. guilty about that but i'm not going to buy a new mattress no how about you ashley will you be buying a mattress will you be going to lone star for a free stake um considering i'm still in phase two in the city or i'm sorry the nation's capital in uh, what will be a post-election slash election week atmosphere slash all of the above. I will probably be ordering in and watching TV. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how you guys spend Veterans Day, but like for me, it's kind of like working at the American Legion National Headquarters. Every day is basically Veterans Day. So I treat it as if it's just me day. So I usually don't do much of anything. <laughs> I'm usually in Cabo San Lucas with my in-laws Okay. And so I usually uh, I usually wander off the beach by myself and uh, wander over and have a few Guinnesses uh, and watch mm-hmm. TV and uh, just experience You're the day by myself. But painting a beautiful picture. Ah, uh, Cabo wow. San Lucas is spectacular. Mm. You know, I go up there and then I uh, I leave a full one with a little note. You know, for my boys in Bravo Company, Third Battalion, One Hundred Sixteenth Infantry, and I roll on with my day. So. Like I said, we're going to be talking about uh, Armistice Day, uh, Veterans Day, the founding of the American Legion, and uh, you know, looking at, at what uh, this year holds for us. So, Jeff, why don't we start with you, buddy? All right. Well, uh, we are talking about Veterans Day, but before there was Veterans Day, there was Armistice Day. And Armistice Day existed to acknowledge and remember the agreement between the Allies and the Germans on 11 November 1918. Uh, And that commemorated the end of fighting, which marked the victory for the Allies and defeat for Germany. It was signed in Compiègne, which is in northern France, and came into effect at 11 a.m. At 11.01, there was dramatic silence of gunfire, explosions, and warfare ending. 
When President Woodrow Wilson made November 11th a national holiday in 1919, he originally named it Armistice Day, and the purpose was to stress a push for peace as well as give gratitude to the troops that died in World War I. In 1954, Armistice Day was renamed Veterans Day by President Eisenhower to include all veterans, not, the, not just those who perished in World War I, and that is the holiday that we are recognizing today. Now, that, that, that audio is very chilling to me, and I, I wanted to point out that it's not an actual field audio recording that was captured and uh, dug up later, but apparently it was expertly reproduced. And to me, it's still very chilling. One thing that stands out is how quickly we go from projectiles of war to silence to birds chirping in the background. And that transition to me is something that really sticks out. Um, and I'm going to ask both of you like, uh, to kind of talk about uh, you know, this Armistice to Veterans Day transition and uh, anything about this that, that kind of sticks out to you. I love the idea that everything stopped at a certain time. Like, the closest we're gonna we will have come to it, and certainly in my lifetime, I guess, is Desert Storm One. You know, where they they set a specific time that we were gonna stop firing, and nobody was supposed to move, and everything else. But I mean, if you look at, you know, the Iraq War clearly never had a you know a mission accomplished moment, if you will, and Afghanistan still kind of going on battle against you know ISIS. Um, Korea was never even you know officially it. I guess in Vietnam you had the helicopters taking off from the from the roof of the embassy, but you never really had the the moment, the definitive moment like you did in World War One, and even World War Two. There was to a certain extent, even once you know the conflict with Germany was over, you still had Russians and Americans trying to secure off areas. I just think it's kind of neat the way that happened, Ashley. Yeah, I, I, I'm just going to put my nerd hat on just from a like statistic kind of stat standpoint. And um, I mean, just to kind of touch back on what you're talking about, just, you know, the war to end all wars. It's, you know, that dream that's yet to really be realized. I mean, we're just still, as you mentioned, in, in these conflicts that don't necessarily have this hard stop date. Right. And to have something quite like that in World War One, where you had you know, military and civilian casualties, that was, what, 40 million? You know, mm -hmm. estimates range from 15 to 22 million deaths and about 23 wounded military personnel ranking from uh, ranking among the deadliest conflicts in, like, human history. So to have that that moment or that that just, that sigh of relief that there was just some sort of to stop, and I, it's hard to come up with a word because it's like, I can't imagine how that felt. You know, just as a, not just as a country, but multiple countries as a, a just a global uh, phenomenon, if you will. Um, yeah, I think yeah. global is the right term, too, because there was, you know, there was a lot of conflicts that involved a lot of nations, obviously mm -hmm. Napoleon and all the conflicts in Europe. But this was this was literally worldwide. That had never happened before. You know, you the World War One raged across battlefields that we don't even really talk about. Like you're. 
You're talking about all through the Middle East, things were going on. North Africa, there were things going on. The Austro-Hungarian Empire, there were things. I mean, it was, it was literally global. And I, I, you know, obviously the, and the yeah. Well, I was just going to say the the numbers that Ashley brought up are they're big numbers, mm-hmm. and the and then what you're talking about is the geography, and it's and to have. To have at a specific time, globally, everything just stopped. We go from we go from killing, knowing that we're about to stop killing, to then not killing anymore through a great uh, a great uh, footprint on this planet. And it was, I mean, it was like it was like a choreography of peace. Like it's weird. We're doing this. We're doing this conflict dance, and then all of a sudden there's a genre change, and now we're doing a, a peaceful ballet. And I don't know if we will ever see that again. Yeah, the weirdest, just, thing, I just, the weirdest thing to me is that they had to have, you know, like the, the two sides had to have come together and been like, okay, we'll do this at 11.01 tomorrow. And it's like, okay, but we can keep trying to kill each other in the meantime, right? And they're like, oh, yeah. There's yeah, a lot yeah. of, like, unspoken <laughs> trust there, right? Like, I feel... Yeah. In modern day, like even from a communication standpoint, I think about like the the global spread of saying like, no, like we're we're stopping and the honoring of that agreement is so powerful because you look at some of the, you know, modern day conflicts from, you know, third world countries to first world countries to everything that's going on in the U.S. and far, it's, you look at those big pictures and you're just like, what's changed? Like, what did did we lose a little bit of that that trust, that that honor, that humanity, right? And I think this is just so important as a day, at, not just for for veterans, but like we've said globally, um, to to really reflect on just war. Yeah, it's weird think. that you that you said that because I also think uh, when you asked what's changed, warfare doesn't yeah. look anything like warfare did back then True. uh as as much as warfare then didn't look like warfare during the revolutionary war so i don't know what you're talking I, about i, I had think... biplanes flying over me all the time in afghanistan <laughs> little guy hanging off the wing dropping down <laughs> bomblets on people right. <laughs> so yeah that's 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 i think i think that 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 change in warfare uh it's a little different now because we have you know, it's we're in people's villages, and it, it's not big, it's not big battlefields and right. trenches dug and and all that sort of thing. And it's and I, I think everybody kind of wanted it to stop because war was just as deadly even when you weren't being shot at when you're when you're trying to survive in those trenches. And I, I think people just were ready. They were, I mean, they were ready before, but now it's official. I, and uh, the trust thing that you talked about, Ashley, it's it's true, and and I I don't know if they necessarily trusted them, but I think they had they wanted to with every fiber of their being, mm. because it was nothing that the world had ever seen before. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take our first uh, commercial break here, and we will be back with you in a minute. Did you know the American Legion magazine is the most frequently read periodical in the nation? True story. Find out why by joining today at legion.org forward slash join. 
All right, folks, welcome back to our special Veterans Day uh, edition of the Tango Alpha Lima podcast. And I'm going to talk just briefly about sort of the origins of the American Legion. Again, we came out of uh, World War One, and before the troops had even returned home, uh, anybody who's been overseas, you know that that the travel home always takes long because everything gets delayed. Um, and so in 1919, as many of the, uh, like Teddy Roosevelt and some of the other leaders were still stuck in Paris, uh, the morale started to plummet. As you can imagine, they were kind of wondering, what are we all doing here? It's time to go home. Let's get this thing done. And so Teddy Roosevelt and some other uh, officers uh, met and they had dinner to discuss how morale was lower. And one of the things that they wanted to talk about was they talked uh, with General Pershing about perhaps founding a new veterans organization that would help lift the spirits. So uh, as they had this dinner and they talked about it and they all agreed that it was probably a good idea to make this happen. So in March 1919, the Paris caucus was held at the Cirque de Paris, and they had originally expected about 300, uh, 300 people to attend. There was some discussion about whether it would be officers or whether they would let the enlisted guys in, and they were they were bound and determined that they would also let enlisted in. Well, the 300 turned into more than a thousand. As a matter of fact, they started recording names, and there were just so many people there that they stopped even doing that. And everyone went in, and, and they kind of had their say, and the first thing they did was they formed committees, committees to figure out what the preamble would be, what the name of the organization would be, what some of the bylaws and the constitution would state. And they came up uh, with sort of a draft, but they first came up with a temporary name, which was the American Legion. And they had outlined their purpose in, uh, in some draft language for the preamble of the constitution. We, the members of the military and naval services of the United States of America and the Great War, desiring to perpetuate the principles of justice, freedom, and democracy for which we have fought, to inculcate the duty and obligation of the citizen to the state, to preserve the history and incidents of our participation in the war, and to cement the ties of comradeship formed in service, do propose to found and establish an association. So eventually, obviously, the troops made it home where they continued to work uh, that they had begun in Paris. And by the first Armistice Day in 1919, more than 15,000 members uh, gathered in Minneapolis for the first American Legion National Convention. It's kind of interesting how the, the Legion came. Many of the many of the founders of the Legion were obviously officers, Teddy Roosevelt and others. And they had Teddy Roosevelt kind of being the spearhead guy for this did not. He was very conscious of the fact that he didn't want it to be an East Coast Ivy League officers like establishment Republican organization. Um, and so they reached across the aisle and they got, there was a congressman from Delaware who was a Democrat. They had a, a, the mayor of Dallas who was a, a Democrat out there. They had a, I think the Speaker of the House from Missouri, if I'm not mistaken. So they brought all these people in and the, the first, when they had their first convention and they were going to choose a, uh, a first national commander, someone put Teddy Roosevelt, put his name into, uh, in as a candidate. And he came right out and said, no, I'm not taking this job under any circumstance that this needs to be an organization which starts fresh without any of sort of the political undertones that came from his name. 
I think it's fascinating the fact that you know what would have been it's it's kind of as if Washington had just been like you know what I've done my time you guys handle it but Jeff I mean what do you what when you what strikes you most about the origins of the American Legion how we like how fast it grew well it's it's amazing how quickly that it grew um I think I think they had had a, a thousand posts by the the twelfth month and uh and, and the, the story that you just said about um, uh, Theodore Roosevelt Jr. not wanting to be the national commander, he also that's also kind of the roots of our nonpartisan kind of uh, yeah. you know ethos and mantra that we don't we don't get involved in that. And he had said that he did not want it to be politicized, mm-hmm. and that him being the him being the national commander would have politicized it so i i appreciate that it's 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 a little funny to me that um that it was a big conversation about whether the whether the dirty enlisted people were going to be able to to join or not which is also another one of our our traits is that we don't we don't recognize rank and i gotta tell you i love talking smack to uh higher ranked officers in in, <laughs> it's in the post. Great. It's amazing. Right. I love being like, how did you lead anybody? I'm wondering how you learned to tie shoes. I can right. say that now. And uh, <laughs> so maybe they're probably in there grilling in their graves, second guessing, letting the enlisted in. But it but it is <laughs> it's 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 important, I think, in that transition because their mission was about the morale, what to do with all of these people who were coming back damaged in a way that it hadn't happened before. Mm-hmm. And and I think just allowing everyone to congregate together, and I've talked about this before, about camaraderie being uh, one of the best features of this organization. And I do uh, love how fast that it grew, and I love... The, the size that we're at now, but I'd love to get us back, obviously, to our, our peak membership levels. Um, and knowing the history like this is, um, it's inspiring to me. It's it's inspiring in the way, in, in the nerdy way that taking the basic training when I first joined, calling National because I didn't have my membership number and I didn't want to really get active in anything until I knew what it was about and I need you to give me my membership number right now so I can take this basic training course. And I called two or three times and uh, they didn't kick me out and I eventually did get my number. So this kind (laughs) of background knowledge is really important to me and I, I think it's important for members and when we talk about retention and things like that to know what we really stand for where it comes from and what are the roots that built that because it's the roots that that helped it grow that quickly to answer your original question yeah (laughs) ashley what do you got i have to echo the sentiment of jeff i mean when you come from like i (laughs) for starters i'll just start here i i love going into uh different legion posts and i've been to different posts across the country and reception's always always fun unique and you're right there's just kind of this like uh melting pot of folks right we're like a like a big old salad it's a salad or soup i'm actually really hungry so (laughs) i think we're talking about veterans day (laughs) so um 
I think it's great too, because especially, um, you know, being a post 9-11 vet, um, you know, being younger while I was still in school, still in the service, I would go into posts and, you know, it really took it as an opportunity to learn from folks with different experiences and really bring together that camaraderie. But I also got to poke fun at folks who were, you know, maybe had a higher rank than me or could share some of the hilarities, whether it was, you know, a different a uh, different era or, you know, whether it was a Vietnam veteran, a Korea veteran, like there was always just something that we could find common ground with and just laugh about, even though our, our, our experiences were drastically different. And I think what's so important about Veterans Day and just the American Legion is all of the good that we continue to do as a volunteer organization and how it's an extension of our service. And to have a day that is, you know, is focused on those who are or, you know, or, or have served right, um, it's just so important, so very important. So I'm really glad that we're talking about this today. One of the greatest things that, that I experience is convention, and it's for the exact reasons that Ashley was saying. Like, every department is a little bit different. And it's so great. To, like, it's amazing how many people in the Legion I know. And, again, I'm a person who doesn't really like people, but I love Legionnaires. And when I go to the parade, I'm probably the only dude in the American Legion that absolutely loves the parade because I get to see people from each department and I know, you know, one or two people from each department. I love running out. I love meeting them. I, I love the parade. But it's, you know, it, it, I, I would imagine that a hospitality suite featuring the Hollywood Post 42 or is that what it is? 42? 43? I would think that Hollywood Post 43 is a little bit different than the the, the hospitality suites I go to with the Minnesota guys. And I, I'm using Minnesota because Minnesota is my favorite department. I love everything they do. I will go to any event Minnesota throws except their ice fishing, which is where I'm drawing the line because I'm not going to sit on a thing of ice over a hole with a fishing pole. But I just love seeing all the different departments. I think it's great. I... I will agree with you. Um, I, you know, in my long esteemed Legion career, I can still remember my first uh, convention, which was our last convention. And <laughs> it was it was so cool uh, just meeting people from different parts of the country. And I mean, and I had really only been exposed to my post at that time. I literally had never stepped foot in a, not even another post yeah. at that point. And uh, then I'm going to the this national convention. I'm seeing people from everywhere. I'm seeing people from Michigan, uh, from my home state. I I looked away when I saw Ohio. And then I... <laughs> you can't escape the smell so, of it. <laughs> so it was like being in one big global post. And it was... It was pretty exciting and fascinating. So I, I can imagine, I can imagine for these guys, fifteen, you know, fifteen thousand, yeah, people from all different parts of the country coming together at the beginning. And I'm telling you, it, it, even today, that experience for somebody new, well, if to just come together. If there's one thing I know about soldiers returning from war, it's that they are very well behaved. So absolutely. I'm sure there was absolutely no shenanigans going on in Minnesota in 1920 in the middle of winter. I'm sure that was just a just a crime-free, probably to bed <laughs> at a reasonable hour. 
Sounds like your evenings. I mean, Dude. you would have been in bed by seven. <laughs> Dude, there was absolute <laughs> nonsense going on at that convention. You know it. I know it. It's, and I think it's spectacular. I think it's great. I just think about the reunion kind of aspect from it, too. Like, yeah. imagine being, like, in a detachment or, like, seeing someone and then, like, just poof. Like, you just don't right. see them. You don't know what happens to them. And then, like, you just stumble upon them at this, like, large gathering. You're like, oh, my gosh. Not only like, are you alive, totally but you're like, you. do you remember <laughs> when? And I know you. And they're, they're like, you've just, like, rekindled a relationship that you didn't think you were ever going to have again. And um, I think that's what's so powerful. To me, one of the most amazing things is just the way the Legion did grow so fast. And, like, you got to think about it. This isn't like a Black Lives movement that's spontaneous. Like, there are some advantages to technology nowadays. If you have a thought and you want to start a group, you just throw it up on the Internet, and you're always going to get some people to join. But this had Mm -hmm. to pass by word of mouth. I mean, there wasn't like, you know, you could throw letters back and forth. But if you've ever tried to communicate with someone to coordinate something by letter i mean that that's a nightmare of epic proportions and to do it it's like, a, a lost art yeah I, like Letters. even a couple of, try to try to coordinate a meeting to have a meeting about another meeting just by email it'll take you four <laughs> emails to coordinate the coordination of the coordinating like I, it's just amazing to me that they had so many people so fast and it really a lot of people question like are how the legion is such a ground up organization well this is how we started like there you were named the department commander of arizona there wasn't a guidebook that told you how to run your department back then there was <laughs> nothing like so you just started doing it like you were in charge and i i think it's great it was you know it was kind of the wild west i think it's just spectacular so yeah yeah i've been wanting to make sound effects all day and I'm also oh, very hungry. Yeah, because we don't we don't have we don't have the rapid fire. Pew 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 pew. <laughs> so Ashley, yeah, is... let us go to you. Uh, what what do you got for us? That you wanted to discuss on this Veterans Day. All right, so Veterans Day, 2020. You know, um, I just kind of wanted to discuss. You know, 2020 has been a challenging year in itself. And, you know, with Veterans Day right around the corner, you know, right now, the present, all of the above, you know, typically we're going to see parades, gatherings, speeches at monuments, national cemeteries to, you know, veterans honoring the day together. And this year things are a little different because of the pandemic, you know, regulations and reluctance to keep people from gathering to, you know, American Legion family members, you know, still out there honoring all those who have served and because, you know, the purpose of the holiday and it really is, you know, it's a priority for our organization. So, you know, just reflecting on the goal to honoring all that who, excuse me, all who have served, uh, the American Legion has seen changes in you know, recent times. And, you know, we've, we're a resilient group. We really are. And, you know, since it's been chartered by Congress, our group, you know, the American Legion, it's, it literally took an act of Congress to make significant changes to things like membership requirements and things over the years and lobbying and I just want to acknowledge how far we have come, how resilient we are as a group, and how, you know, regardless of everything that's going on in the world right now, that we have an opportunity to continue to, you know, instill, you know, good faith and volunteerism and uh, really perpetuate the values that really are the pillars of the American Legion. 
We honor our fallen on Memorial Day, although the American Legion remembers them every day. Veterans Day, however, is for all who served. While many veterans are humble, there is no such thing as insignificant military service. It's why the American Legion only requires a single day of honorable military service to join our ranks. We understand that it isn't just the sacrifice and service that are important, but the willingness to offer your life in defense of this nation that sets veterans apart. So I just want to continue to emphasize, you know, as, as we're you know celebrating veterans, you know, and as we're celebrating veterans, you know, today and every day here at the American Legion that, you know, we continue to reflect on our goal to honor all those who have served and continue to take care of each other uh, and support one another. Um, and I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Jeff. Cool, I appreciate that turnover. Uh, as you <laughs> mentioned early on, you said that it takes an actual act of Congress to make things, to make things different. And we're about a year in to our latest act of Congress, which was the Legion Act. And the, the Legion Act is important because it it's letting in a lot of people who served during times where conflicts were happening and people were dying but it wasn't being recognized because there wasn't an actual declaration of war it doesn't mean that warfare wasn't happening just because a war wasn't happening so it's it's and it goes along with just what the national commander said we we want to honor everyone who who put their life on a signature line, whether they ended up having to give it or even put it in danger or not, they were willing to. And that's like, that is, and it's still just 1% of the people. It's just 1% of the people who are willing to take a pen to an ink stain some tree carcass and say, with this ink stain tree carcass, I am willing to die for my country. And that makes it worth it and that makes them worth being a legionnaire yeah i really it, want you to put that on a shirt and then have like, a picture of groot on it <laughs> like a veteran groot with a heart okay i'm i'm, I'm you assuming just made that's so some many reference good... that i don't get yeah probably <laughs> mark gets it yeah i get it no i it was, well, it was well played no i mean it's well played here's yes. the thing like you know we say that a veteran is a veteran is a veteran and and we actually believe that now that doesn't keep everyone within from self-selecting but of course they do like the Marines mm -hmm. always think that the Marines have it the hardest. In the Army, it's always the infantry. And then if you're not infantry, it's like the Cav Scouts. And the infantry guys look down on the Cav Scouts. Cav Scouts look down on everybody else. You got the Green Berets up top looking down on the Rangers. Like, that's always going to happen. But it was important that we didn't differentiate on rank or anything else. And if you really think about it, like the guy who was serving in the Air Force in, on December fifth uh in 1941 in hawaii you're like oh yeah that guy he, i don't know he just you know he joined the army to be in the air force i guess he's sitting there in hawaii doing nothing and like the next day he's like a hero why because the war broke out all around him like he didn't join thinking like all right we're it's on it's it's on like donkey kong like he just joined and then planes are all over the place like a lot of people right. didn't have the luxury of serving in a wartime, I say luxury. I mean, I don't mean it that way. Like, wow, serving in war is the greatest thing ever. But I mean, like, you know, there's some people who feel touchy that they were, that they served during a period of relative peacetime. But that's not mm -hmm. what military service is all about. Like, you know, 
everyone signed to do their job. You know, not everyone's going to be kicking in doors and doing water charges on the door and everything else. Um, so I think it's great that we honor all veterans on Veterans Day, not just, you know, a particular, you know, branch of them or just a special group. But that's just me. I think it's great. I mean, and we, I'm going to tell you, as a Marine, we want the rest of you there celebrating with us, too. Because um, it gets and, pretty boring when it's just you guys sitting around with your <laughs> coloring books. But, we have share, and, shared and, activities. And like Ashley said, you know, 2020 is, uh, it's a different kind of year. So Veterans Day this year is looking a lot different than Veterans Days in the past, at least from my perspective. Mm -hmm. we're, we're not going to national cemeteries gathering and listening to politicians speak. We're not, um, we're not doing parades. I mean, there's some variations on it to kind of fit with the day, but the thing is we have to think about doing things a different way. And what I love is that we're still doing it. Yeah. Uh, even though it's different and it's, uh, and it's not what we're used to, we're adapting, we're improvising, we're overcoming, and we're still you know, charging forward with the mission. And that's what I love about the American Legion. I do, really. And I'm not saying that to be uh, a de facto commercial here right now, because I didn't know what the American Legion was until approximately three years ago. And uh, and it has grown to be a part of me. And I, I love that we do these things. And when they get interrupted, we still find a way to do them. Mm -hmm. And that's to me, is, is it may make the 2020 version of Veterans Day even better because we didn't have we didn't have the option to do it the way that we normally do it but it's so important that we're still finding ways to do it and that is is huge to me that and the fact that there are restaurants out there that are still finding a way to give us free food and i'm sorry mark i know you said at the <laughs> beginning that it's not all about the free food but it's going to be there and i'm going to get some of it yeah, and you should probably go to Lone Star because I guarantee you there'll be <laughs> a to ask. gazillion people there. You know, I'm going to spend this Veterans Day, you know, to me, not hearing politicians speak is a good thing. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I, you know, I'll do the cemetery thing when it's appropriate, which is generally Memorial Day. But, you know, I'm going to pick up the phone. I'm going to call my battle buddies. Hey, Schwilly. Hey, Shram. Hey, St. Jock. Hey, all you guys that I served sort of DePlank. I'm going to call those guys and say, hey, you know, what's going on? What are you doing? Like, you know, we've all changed a lot. Like when we first went to Afghanistan, I don't think I, there was only one that was like married. Like and now we all have kids that are little tiny things and we're responsible for them. And it's like and it's like we we joke all the time. It's like there was one guy in my squad who was not the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree. And every time my kids do something stupid, I'm like, dude, I got that private again. I got that guy who couldn't figure out how to do land navigation. Like, it's killing <laughs> me. And it's it's nice to see everyone as we grow. But that's really when I, that's what Veterans Day is all about to me. It's the guys I served with. And, you know, it's just making sure that they're doing okay and, and catching up with them. Again, I'm not the most social cat in the entire planet, but... For one day a week, it, it doesn't kill me. You know, I, I I like talking to those guys. So, so it's Ashley, so it's you. So it's you. So I just want to be clear. So, Veterans Day is like you day. It's like me, myself, and I. But like I call my buddies. 
Okay. I'm just putting. I'm putting it all together. It's the same I'm thing with, as like you know, Lone Star. I'm, I'm my wife and I do. We we do uh, instead of Father's Day. It's not a Father's Day. So <laughs> I'll usually have breakfast with my kids and stuff. But then I'm not responsible for whatever mayhem they get into the rest of the day. It's just my day to relax. Like I love my kids, but if you've ever been around kids that are arguing about whether to watch the Avengers, uh, Paw Patrol or whatever else, and they're just screaming at each other. It's like, uh, this is, you know, kids are great when they're cute. When they're not, they stink. Oh, kids are horrible. And it's like, I just want to be happy. I want to be happy to be a father. I want to see them all lined up in their nice, clean clothes without poopy diapers and messy fingers and everything. That's how I feel about Veterans Day. Veterans Day is me day. Every other day is you day. You know, like, this is my one day to be me. Which means play computer games and watch Supernatural episodes. Check in with my boys. You know, I... Oh, wow. I, you know, it's it's weird because, you know, for me as... Let's see, so November of last year um, was a few days right before I got out of the service. And up until that point, I really had not thought of myself as necessarily a veteran, right? Like, yeah. I had referred to myself as a veteran or a service member up until that point. And so this year is my first year being a like full-fledged veteran out of the service and having time to both transition and you know as I reflect over the 8 years of being both a part of like celebratory events uh you know all of the above all the things that we probably aren't going to be able to do um I What is that? You okay? I, it's. Do you not hear that, Jeff? You don't hear that? I feel like we're in a hearing test. Dude, it was like Ghostbusters in here. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully nobody else heard that, but I heard it, Ashley. So I. You heard it. It sounded like there was a suicide bomber coming into your living room. What is going on? It was like I'm in the middle of DC and I'm about to have a like. Oh my god. Oh wait, are you talking about the helicopter that was here? Oh, is that what? Was that you? How are you gonna play dumb like that? <laughs> Make us look crazy. Well, I was uh, I was busy worrying about my first Veterans Day buddy check was gonna be as soon as we sign off to Miss Ashley there, because uh, you just kind of just went. Well, dude, all we could went, hear was a helicopter coming. It sounded we like, just like a, it sounded like I live in I live in Air Los Force Angeles. One over my apartment. Helicopters are part of the natural ecosystem here. I don't even think about them. <laughs> All right, well, I California. Like the fact that you look at Got us it. like we're insane as a helicopter yeah, flying like, four feet insane. past your window, and it just roared in too through my mic, and I was like, like it just stopped probably, me cold. Like I was like, what is happening? To get us back on to get us back on track, that was probably back. just a formation for Veterans Day. <sighs> yeah, totally, totally. That's so what it was. To my to my point, this is a very reflective year for me. And as I've reviewed kind of this this eight years of both being an American Legion member and my eight years of service, that, you know, I found that, like, my experience as, as a woman veteran has been a little different on Veterans Day. And I'd be remiss to, you know, not at least acknowledge for the audience, like, make sure that you thank women, too, because far yeah. too often I know what it's like to stand next to my husband with a clean haircut, right, and, you know, fresh shaven face and be extended across me to my husband to say thank you for your service right and i know that sometimes like as veterans like we don't always know what to say we're just like 
you're welcome or like it's a pleasure to serve like some people have a little bit more scripted and other people are just like yeah i just I did what i thought i was supposed to do right and i have found that in my years as as being a service member and now officially as a veteran about you know six out of the eight times where i have done celebratory events even in like you know uniform and or like even a you know a legion polo i was still not recognized as a part of the veteran community based on like when I'm young like and they thought I was still in they thought I was somebody's wife which it was I was a spouse but I would be remiss if I didn't mention that as my experience on Veterans Day and how important it is that we continue to acknowledge uh, women in service because like I said like me having this 2020 reflective year, my first year, like I said, I'm, I'm probably going to order some Olive Garden and watch a show and, you know, check in with a few people and really take the day for, for me. But it's weird not to be able to celebrate that and to really say, like, I am, yeah, I am a full-fledged veteran this year. Like, this is my year. Is it really, though? Right? So, Ashley, I've yeah. apologized to you a hundred times when i reached past you i thought you were in high school oh my and there God. was no way that you could have been in the military <laughs> i was so thinking about what the, what the best answer to that is like thank you for your service and it's like wow my probation officer said it would get me out of a lot of trouble <laughs> I, I see like i like, like to mess in, with in people too sometimes but like i understand in seriousness what do you guys say i mean i, I so, always thank them for letting me serve because to me, my time in service was great. I was yeah. I was so blessed that I actually got into the military just because there may or may not have been some whiting out of medical documents to get into the military or okay. faking my eye exam to get into the military. So, like, when I finally got in, I was so grateful, and I'm grateful for every day I spent in the military. I loved it. I, I mean, I would have stayed I have to in. echo that. I have to echo that because... Um, you know, for me, like the military was an opportunity to alleviate like financial burden off my family, to give me the independence, it gave me skill set, it gave me benefits, it gave me leadership skills, it gave me all of the things that make me who I am today. So I'm so grateful that, um, you know, you know, right after, let's see, it would have been Veterans Day 2011, I raised my right hand and I, I took the oath and that's, that was really meaningful for me. So typically like veterans week is always important to me and something I, I think about. Um, but I like your idea of veterans week though. It's but like yeah. my wife's birthday, which seems to birthday month, birthday week, a month. Yeah. Like I think there should be a veterans week. Now I get a whole week that I don't have to come out of my man well, cave. It's kind of a lot of Netflix. I think of like, so like armed forces week, right? Like a lot of folks don't realize like armed forces week is really where yeah. we kind of, you know, we divvy out for each of the branches and then we have a combined armed forces day. And that's really to, uh, you know, appreciate all those that ha are wearing the uniform actively, whether they're reserve guard, et cetera. Right. Um, and the Memorial day obviously is for those who have, you know, who have since passed or given their lives, um, and paid the ultimate sacrifice. Um, and then you have Veterans Day where you're you're thanking folks who have served. And I think that there's always this confusion with the three. And I know that we talked a little bit about that with the commander's quote. Um, but it's so important. And it's also important from, like I mentioned, you know, just for me being, a, you know, a millennial women veteran that typically they're like, oh, you don't look like a vet. What are vets supposed to look like? Don't and then you they can't. Like, you look like a <laughs> Don't tell me I look like a <laughs> You know what? I'm going to come to the screen. <laughs> 
Go to answer my, my own question that I think Mark answered, he, he gave an answer to what he said. He thanks them <laughs> for allowing him to serve. Um, I usually, and I would love if people went on our Facebook and, and, and yeah. tell us how they answer the question. Mm-hmm. I always say, I appreciate you saying that, unless it's an attractive lady. And I said, I didn't even know you, but I did it specifically for right. you. Wow. Cheesiest pickup lines ever. It's like, how much does a polar bear weigh? Enough to break the ice, babe. (laughs) I just say, like, it's a pleasure to serve. Thanks for acknowledging me. Like, you know, I just, I think it's important. All right, Jeff, why don't you uh, start us off with a uh, Veterans Day shout out if you got one? Okay, I'm going to do, we were, we were given these cool ones because we are shouting out posts and I love to shout out posts. Um, so the California, well, this one's not a post. It's uh, the California American Legion Riders chapters nine and 10 have joined together for a Veterans Day ride through Alameda and Contra Costa counties. The riders will travel in parade formation with three by five flags. The route includes ride-by visits to Livermore VA Hospital in Alameda County and Martinez VA Hospital in the Triple C, Contra Costa County. When he says that, whenever you say that, it reminds me of like Lily from AT&T when she hits the sap button and rolls her R's. I don't think I've quite heard you... uh... Doing the R well, rolling. Well, it's, yeah. Well, it's, it's a thing. In, it's a thing in California that the newscasters, no matter their, no matter their descent, Peggy Hill. they will say things like, they will say things like, well, we, we you go on the four hundred five and you get off here and there and then you go to the burrito factoria and they they say the word in any language they try That's to emulate like if, if it's 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 a thing, but I do. To get back on track, I, the riders always seem to lead the way with 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 things of of getting out there, getting in the community, yeah. being visible, and getting stuff done. Um, if I didn't think my 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 mother would come here and smack me across the back of the head, I'd probably get a motorcycle and join them. Um, plus, I live in West Hollywood. Wearing leather sends the wrong, wrong message. So I, there, I have a lot of reasons that I'm not joining the riders. <laughs> But uh, they are always out there, and they are doing things. And you guys are killing me. Such a picture. <laughs> oh, oh man, yeah, Jeff, you win. You win. You win. You win. It's yeah. All right, uh, all right, Big Papa Bear. Uh, let's move on to Ashley. That's a big ten four. <laughs> all right. So, in all seriousness, I want to shout out a post out in Woodland, Colorado. Um, So they put a twist on traditional Veterans Day dining, right? So in order to be compliant with CDC social distancing guidelines, instead of doing like one massive dinner, which a lot of folks are used to, whether, you know, it's a fish fry or pancake breakfast, whatever the case may be, right? So excited. I wish I actually knew what the menu was because I'm very hungry. I digress. So (laughs) basically, instead of being elbow to elbow at this post, they've broken dinners down into two sessions with a limit of 175 guests per session, allowing them to safely space dinners and clean out in between sessions. Like, that's awesome, right? Like, they're, they're making stuff happen. They're following the guidelines. They're being safe, extra precautious. But it's still what it's doing. It's providing the community an outlet to say, like, we can go do this thing. Like we don't have to necessarily like stay inside. If we wear a mask, we go out, we can continue to participate. And the fact that 
the Legion is leading the way and making that happen is amazing. Like, so I'm super proud. Go Colorado. You got a lot of cool but, stuff going on there. Wait, that's, I just want to make sure we know that is post 1980, 1980. 1980. Good copy. Right. And my shout out is to post, post 32 in mm. Beckley, West Virginia. Now I'll say I do know Beckley, West Virginia because it's exactly halfway between my house and Radford University, where we hold Boys State. So when I leave Boys State after a week spending, you know, a week with 50 17-year-olds being in charge of them, I'm usually so exhausted I can't even think straight. So all I have to do is make it to Beckley, West Virginia, and I get a hotel room. I eat at Cheddar's, and I go to sleep at a reasonable hour. So Beckley, shout out to Beckley, West Virginia. But anyway, American Legion Post 32 and Beckley is staging a reverse parade for Veterans Day where they're going to line up all the parade participants in stationary positions and allow the parade watchers to drive by and view each other. Totally like this idea. It reminds me of instead of going to a zoo, you go to one of those parks where you drive through in your car. And oh, then the like monkeys, the lights? Oh, yeah, the zoo. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I, I know exactly I, what I can't talking. remember what they're called, but I remember we went in my uncle's. We went in a camper one time through one of those like safari park things. <gasps> yeah, and the safari monkeys, park, yeah. The monkeys ate all the plastic uh, shields off his lights. It was a wild thing. But Beckley, West <laughs> Virginia, Post 32. Shout out to you guys with your reverse Veterans Day parade. Good on you. Everybody else, we will see you next week. I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, Ashley, I hope you're watching sci-fi or fantasy. Uh, on, Trying to uh, escape. On Veterans Day. Yeah, anything, but I'm not watching war movies. That's the one thing I don't watch. Might, uh, maybe I'll watch Family Guy. Who knows? Anyway, Jeff, I don't know. I don't know what you won't be shopping for leather apparently on Veterans Day, but you do you, buddy. <laughs> don't let them beat you down. All right, big man? All right, everybody, we'll see you later. (laughs) Bye. Bye.